No, you're taller than 6'4". You're like 6'5". Dude, you're like, this is madness. 6'6". Six, six. Six foot six. Holy crap. You're giant, bro. <laughs> like you could be a you could be a basketball player. You look so regular I... height on zoo on uh on Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> Mage Talk is a podcast about the Magento community. Mage Talk is brought to you by Future Commerce, a podcast started by the initial brains behind Mage Talk itself, Philip Jackson, and by Mage Chat, a new private invite-only community started by myself, Kaylin, and by Hiva. You can call it Hoova, you can call it whatever you want. It's the only Magento front-end that you'll ever need. And with no further ado, on to the show. Welcome to Mage Talk. My name is Willem. And I'm Kalen. And Willem dove right into the intro, which is very exciting. And this is episode number? Oh, that's a very good question. (laughs) Do you know the episode number? If we're playing a guessing game, I would say 237. We're finally in a good uh, 236. So... Episode 236, so the last one was bringing Amazon yeah. into the fold, 235, and we're finally Welcome getting to episode into... 236. 236. We're getting into a pretty, pretty steady schedule here. I think this is, uh, you know, we, we said, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's test the waters with this whole idea of rebooting Mage Talk, and um, you don't know until you know, but I think... It seems it's happening. It seems this is actually happening. So, I have a question to, for you. Um, yes. Asher, almost at episode 240. Yes. Just four to go. How do you feel go. about the fact that people have spent 10 days of their lives listening to you That's crazy. on Mitch Talk? That's pretty nuts, man. Whenever you take a step back and think about the aggregate uh, stuff, it blows your mind because that's kind of the cool thing about podcasts is that you don't really, you're not really conscious of the aggregate when you're doing it. You're just kind of chatting with a buddy. That's what's so beautiful about it. But then when you think about it, like I remember hearing Joe Rogan talk about that as if I know anything about what it's like to be that famous, but um, same dynamic, different scale, but like when he realized he had this massive audience, it was like a huge surprise, but, um, just, uh, two more, no, four more days. And then we have meet Magento New York and you will feel, you will reconnect. Feel the vibes. I'm already, you'll feel the vibes and yeah. I've been feeling the vibes, man. I've been feeling the online vibes. And, um, but it's always better in person. It's always, there's something, it's always magical in person. You know? Yeah. I was so happy that events were back earlier this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm finally ready to talk about the new thing. I tweeted about it this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, the new business, the community. Um, Let me live check what this new thing is that was, you have, because obviously I don't know. I don't know anything about this been, new thing yet. Yeah. You've been busy right? working. How screwed <laughs> up would it be if there was uh, I won't, I won't even mention it. Um, so <laughs> if there was a certain level, um, so. Uh, I made a thing as what you tweeted. It's yeah. magechat.club, magechat private community. That's Tell it. me about your new um, board mage yacht club. Yes, honestly, that was a really <laughs> good name that you posted. I like that a lot. Um, so, so, um, so this is a Slack that I created seven years ago. Uh, that was initially just um, 
you know, I was wanting to just, you know, have a place to chat with other uh, Magento developers doing stuff. It got up to five, 600 users. And um, I was real active with it uh, for, for years. And there was a bunch of people in there, you know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, you know, um, big names, as you would say. I see, it feels so douchey to say that, but, um, but anyways, it was, it was a cool little thing. And then, um, the last couple years I kind of ghosted from it as I sort of generally pulled back a lot from the community and, um, Mm -hmm. and so, but there was this like skeleton and, and I'd always thought about turning it into a paid community because there's just lots of cool stuff you could do, but I didn't really have a a real reason to do that until now when I decided to ramp down commerce hero and I was like, okay, I got to find something to do. I got to start making a living. I got to find a, a, a way to replace the in- my income and things like that. And so it was this thing, it was this thread that I've been thinking about for years and um, had been building community for years. It was just a little free slack thing. And, um, and so, uh, so yeah. So what's then the objective? I, what's the objective? The objective um, is to um, have. Um, I should be better at this by now, <laughs> explaining the objective. Um, it's to have a place to connect with with your peers. Is I think a lot of it as an as a, like a digital analog to a conference. You go to a conference, costs a little bit of money. Um, that does create a bit of a barrier to entry. Um, but it's an environment where you can learn stuff. Um, there's also going to be weekly talks, live talks. There's, um, um, but also like to me, the magic of it, the purpose, the objective of it is more than just like, you're going to learn things. You're going to be able to get your Magento questions answered. It's Mm -hmm. the magic that happens when you combine getting technical questions answered with having a place to socialize. That's kind of fun. Um, and, uh, basically those, those two things. Um, and you know, everybody's in a million different slacks and discords and stuff like that. But, um, you know, some are more engaged than others. Every company has a slack. Some are more engaged than others. I think about a friend of mine who, was at a company that was this great team, really vibrant team, really collaborative. They'd have a lot of fun together, post memes, da 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 da. da. But also, they would, um, you know, if they needed help with anything, they could post a question, get an answer really quickly. Very collaborative, right? And as as everybody's going remote, everybody's using Slack or collaboration tools. Now mm-hmm. the question is, how good are they? How good is the environment, the community? So companies have a culture, companies have a community component to them, but I'm trying to create this a more of a distributed level across the whole uh, ecosystem because some, and some people go, listen, man, I already have a company Slack. It's great. We love it. It's perfect. I can get all my questions answered. We have a great time. The vibes are strong. So you may not need this if that's you, right? Other people are like, man, like I was talking to a buddy who's like, man, our Slack used to be so strong, but whatever happened, a bunch of people left the company. Now it feels kind of dead. So this is a, a way to kind of support um, people with those, with those different needs. It's also hard to always complain about the projects and your colleagues in your company Slack. It's nice to mm-hmm. have like a, <laughs> an external Slack to complain. Yeah, that, that is a big part of it. That is a big, there's a rant channel in the Slack, which is one of the, like mo- the most active people in the Slack like that channel the most. And I think that it's really important to let Thanks. off some steam. It's a human need. It's a psychological need to go, shit, man, this client just told me to do this. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. Now, this gets into the topic I wanted us that we started getting into last week that I want to dive into is Mm -hmm. how do you create the rules of engagement in a Slack community in general, in mine specifically, in yours specifically? What does it what's that line between being yourself, talking a little bit of shit and, and being toxic? Right. I don't think that you can strictly uh, define that, but I think that 
I'm going into it with the best of intentions. The amnesty thing is a perfect example. People mm -hmm. in our uh, people constantly talk shit about amnesty. Why? Because they've had bad experiences in the past. But what happened was, inspired by your collaborating with them and and things like that, I said, you know what? And 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 we did the we talked about it on the podcast. And I said, and the the, the CEO uh, replied on Twitter, Sergey. And, um, and so we had a conversation. I said, listen, um, I'd like to get you into this community. There's a lot of negative sentiment. And my thought on, um, on uh, the, the, the way people should be allowed to communicate is like, hey, uh, they should be allowed to say some negative things, right? I don't want to tell everybody everything they has to say has to be so... I want people to be themselves. If you're having a bar with, if you're having a drink at a bar with a friend, you're going to say, dude, this thing is shit. This extension is <laughs> shit. Or, you know, so I want to be able to create some, some kind of an environment that where you can be honest, be yourself. But, but then what happened is I said, I talked to him. I thought this guy, this guy understands the challenges. He's willing to deal with the negativity and turn it into a productive thing. I said, and this has turned into another, I think, big benefit of the community is that all the members are going to have priority escalation directly to the CEO for amnesty issues. And I want to do this for all the different extension companies out there. Now, in order to do that, I have to make sure that what they're escalating is not, they're not just ranting about every rant. So there's already begun to be some conversations in the extensions channel where people are saying ranting and then so we're going okay so here's the deal amnesty released some improved coding standards a year and a half ago or two years ago whatever it was they're working on improving their quality from that point forward so if you have an issue you want to rant in the rant channel have a, have at it have a blast if you yeah. want to talk about it in the extensions channel we need to keep the conversation focused on what can actually be improved so if there's an issue constructive so if there's something you hit four years ago and you're angry about it, I hear you. That sucks. You That caused a lot of pain in your life. You may have had to stay up all night because of a deployment. That's real. However, if we're talking here, let's talk about what can be changed now. So has let's point to this specific extension. Has that been addressed recently or not? Has that been fixed recently or not? And I, I'm going to need to see some real movement from... Sergey, from uh, the quality improvements, I don't, I don't understand all of the quality issues across 200 extensions. I'm trying mm -hmm. to understand that. I want to see good faith progress and somewhat qu quick progress towards improving all this stuff. Um, so that's that was something I think that was very productive that came out of people just being honest about how they felt about you know stuff they were doing with. Yeah, I always feel, well, always, um, as I've grown through the, as I've gone through some personal growth in the past years, I've decided to focus on the positive things, as I, as I also said in the last, uh, last week when we spoke. Um, it's a choice to focus on the negative things. Mm -hmm. And I, I half joked on on the on Slack in this MST thread where I said, um, if you can't if you if you can't deal with the MST extensions and and fix the issues that you're facing there, then the extensions are not for you. If you're above that level of what MST offers out of the box, mm -hmm. and you can do better, either either you should be able to to fix this one load in the loop and create a patch and, and then still make use of all of the boilerplate code that is there that you can get for a quite low amount, cheaper than what you can build it yourself for. Mm -hmm. And if you're stuck with an extension and you can't, you, you don't have the time or budget or skills to fix it, maybe look for another vendor or build it yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it try to try to look at it uh, in a in a positive manner, and um, you can get you can get really stuck in in just focusing on on the things that are. I I agree. I agree with that, and that would be how I'd personally approach it. And there there are people that say, listen, I, I don't work with Amnesty extensions in my particular business, and I think that's a that can be a totally reasonable approach, uh, depending on the scale that you work at, the type of client you work at. 
I will say that if you are a developer at an agency and it's really not your choice whether or not to work with that extension, it's a decision your boss made, it's a decision the client made, and you're kind of stuck with it, mm. I can understand a level of resentment there where you're like, man, I, this, I can't get support on this. It's going to take me an insane amount of time to fix it. It's make, you know, and even still, if that's the position you're in, you know, your job is to, is to scope out, hey, here's what it's going to take to fix X, Y, and Z. Um, it's your job to review the code and say, here are the issues and, and line them out. Um, so even then, I agree with you. You can be objective about it. You can be constructive. But I can understand people that are stuck with an extension that's, that's breaking stuff left and right. I can understand them being angry about that. And I mm -hmm. think that, you know, that's fair. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I guess in general, if you're working at an agency where you work with fixed prices and the customer, the customer is on a budget and he, he doesn't want to spend the additional money on custom built features or, mm -hmm. and you're, you're the one facing the issues and you're, you, you're pushed to do things, to fix things cheaply. And all of these cheap extensions are conflicting with each other, then that sucks. I understand. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. At the same time, a lot of these extensions work pretty well out of the box and they solve an issue that are for maybe 80% of the market that doesn't run a multi-million store on Magenta. Uh, if you look at the 80,000 stores that are currently live on Magenta 2, mm -hmm. probably 80% won't feel the performance impact because either the catalog is too small uh, to really feel the performance issues yeah. or, or they just don't have that amount of visitors hitting the site constantly. If you're a, yeah. if you're a merchant doing a couple of thousand a month and you have a cheap store and there's, there's 10 MST extensions there that are pulling performance down a bit. Um, right. Yeah, that's, that's the downside of being on a budget, but it still solves, it makes it possible for these merchants to have those features at all. Otherwise yeah. they. <laughs> and that's the, that's the thing that it's easy for us. If we're in the dev community working on high end stores, it's easy for us to ignore that side of the market that want, that has a demand for a certain budget extension that solves a business problem. That's a real thing. And, and the other thing that has been really cool in the community is that as Sergey has come in, I've had some people go, Hey, I have a really good deployment pipeline that I use that does, um, that does, you know, checks across different versions of Magento and everything else that does code quality checks, all sorts of stuff. Right. And everybody's building these types of things out. And so they're saying, Hey, I will, I'll, I'll help you. And like for free, like I'll help you if you, I don't know what they have or don't have on their end, as far as deployment pipelines, automated quality checks, but I have people in the community that go, I would like to help you guys fix this. We'll help you build out, set up your infrastructure. And so now I want to get them to start collaborating so that that'll help Amnesty's business. That'll that'll eventually improve the, their quality and hopefully make them more money in the long run and mm -hmm. make the community's lives easier. So things like that that can happen, ho hopefully that, that can happen, uh, are pretty cool. Like I pretty I get excited about that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're gonna have your hands full if you want to do that for more extension vendors <laughs> i know dude because there's I, a couple out there and every extension vendor has extensions that that um, might have some load in the loops and msc yeah. is, is by far not the only and we see a lot of extensions come by like we have yeah yeah so many extensions that are being made compatible with Huva, so we have insight and in, in the quality of, of a lot of those extensions and to be honest, all of the extension vendors have different varying quality of extensions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's just, some of them are maybe five years old and hardly updated. They, they've been yeah. kept up to date with new PHP and Magento versions, but that's it. And those yeah. might be low running extensions that they, that they don't sell as much as a MST shop buy is probably one of the lar largest chunks of income and you would expect that to be 
right. uh, of high quality. Um, right. But then, yeah, others not so much. Yeah. Really. It, it, you know, it may not be a fully solvable problem across every extension vendor. And, uh, you know, who knows? I, I'm hoping this works out, but you're not going to know until you know. And um, I'm starting to see some specific um, things escalated to Sergey related to specific extensions. I'm starting, I'm, 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 I'm now curious what to see some aggregate um, information on their side on the 200 different extensions that they have on quality metrics. And so um, it, I hope it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I gave it a, I gave it a shot. Um, if it, if it does, it'll be pretty cool. And I think that there are ways to approach this that, listen, I'm not ex expecting somebody to fix every problem in 200 extensions overnight. Nobody's expecting mm -hmm. that, but if they can make uh, good, you know, material progress that makes everybody's life better, sure. It's going to, it's going to require some investment by the extension vendor, but these investments we already know pay for themselves, improving your code quality particularly if if we if you're getting a nice automated uh, deployment pipeline check with quality check you know code quality check those are the types of things that are going to pay for themselves easily and you can find things like load in the loop i think I, i'm not too up to date personally on what types of things you can really detect automatically uh, in a reliable way but i think that a lot of these a lot of things i think um you can do pretty pretty a decent job of so We'll see, man. Yeah. It's a can of worms, and <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, um, I think mostly it's it's easy to underestimate how much work they put in in maintenance and updating extensions. And they have a public roadmap, MST. Uh, it's a Trello board, and you can see what they're working on. It's it's quite oh, a that's bit. Good. Um, they've and been working on on Hoover compatibility, and we we have. We basically started out, we agreed that they would start making uh, uh, extensions compatible, and we had maybe eight that we already made compatible together with our community. Mm -hmm. And uh, we agreed that they will take over ownership of those compatibility modules and build them out mm -hmm. to make them mm -hmm. fully, fully, uh, fully featured. And um, I think they have about four, uh, four released now and three coming up. Uh, yeah. which you can see in the in the public roadmap um and um yeah to do that beside all of the other work that they do um yeah they got their hands full so uh, probably when they start yeah. to get feedback on extensions um they only have so many developers that are all booked for for uh, new extensions continuous uh, yeah. uh upgrades and improvements so it might take a while before they pick up all of the feedback um yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going to take time. It's not going to be overnight. And at the same time, you know, there's a difference between, you know, they have 200 extensions, right? I don't know what the current code quality status is on all of the extensions, but there's a big difference between, you know, one extension has good quality and 199 have horrible quality and they're improving at an extremely slow rate versus maybe 50 of them have good quality and the other 150 are improving at a decent rate. So I have to wrap my head around how things are improving. A lot of people in the community are literally reliving past traumas related to <laughs> things that have happened four years ago, five years ago, six years ago. And so yeah. um, that's, that's, a, that's a human psychology thing. It is what it is. So what is the current state as of today? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. But anybody who's integrating with uh, Whova, I know they're smart. So to me, that shows that they see where things are going, they're paying attention, and they're smart. So anybody doing that, I want to talk to because I think they'll understand that this type of stuff is better for everybody, including them, in the long term, which is why mm -hmm. they're investing in, in Whova because it's good for them in the long term as well. There's a huge... Um, there's a huge uh, surge in the community towards um, Whova. I was just talking to somebody today, uh, my friend Jordan, who uh, is building a headless checkout called Rally. Jordan Gall, I've known him. Uh, he actually built an email uh, abandoned cart thing back in the day 
we've never met in in person, but he's a really cool guy, and um, and uh, and we were chatting a bit, and he's interested in Huba. I didn't even know he knew about Huba because he's doing all sorts of headless stuff. So, anyways, um, um, yeah. So we'll we'll see where where it all goes. Um, but the sad thing, the sad thing for me of this new this new product that you have is that it's all you use all of these no go tools which are impossible for me to hack <laughs> well i have this tradition that whenever you create a new product that yes. i that i that i take a peek <laughs> where, <laughs> where... <laughs> no no see this is this is fantastic because if i would have built this myself a hundred percent there would have been security holes you had, yeah, that's right. You had found a, um, an old mage mail security hole, if I recall, and yeah, uh, probably could... a commerce hero one too. Yeah. So, I'm, um... this no code stuff is so it's so obviously there's limits to it. There's limits to what I can do with it, but oh man, it's so fun to just be able to roll out little features quickly. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> Uh, just today I added a little portfolio thing that I'm starting to build out. So I want to make the member profile pages a little more meaningful. Um, so, you know, people can add things like services they offer for people that offer services, um, freelance agency type stuff. But then I think a simpler way to build out, build them out is like a portfolio thing. So people can say, you know, so Damien, for example, has a page. He can put Daffodil on it. He can put Mapia on it. Um, Simon Sprankle has a page. He can put his extensions on it. So I want to start to build out these member profile pages. And then there's tags associated to the portfolio. There's tags associated to a lot of different stuff across the database. And then I can roll those up into the members so that then we can start to figure out who's good, who's, the, who's into DevOps, right? Who's into Kubernetes, who's into price configuration so that questions come up, I can figure out who to route questions to and things like that. Let's do a voluntary sponsor break and give a shout out to Damien uh, and, and promote his, uh, his Kubernetes uh, right. setup. You, yeah. you, you know a bit more about what he built there, but he, what, what is it exactly? He has like this oh. whole schematic and configuration that auto scales Magento on Kubernetes and it's plug and play. Yeah. How does and that work? I still don't, you know, I still don't know very much about it, but, um, um, we had talked about me doing some promotion of it and, and, and stuff like that. And I may or may not continue to do that rev share thing, but we had talked about a rev share thing of it, but. Um, from what I understand, it's he has a few clients that his agency clients that are that are on it, and it does like auto scaling um, really well um, with uh, with Kubernetes, and he, and um, he has this Helm chart, which, as far as I understand, That's is it. basically yeah. the it's the it's 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 the code as infrastructure. I'm probably using that word, that term slightly incorrectly, but it determines how everything is configured. So it gets your message queues set up. It gets your auto scaling set up. Um, and it just gets everything you know, orchestrated. So his, 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 the way he describes it is like commerce orchestrated. Um, and just to and emphasize, some, yeah, just to emphasize how special it is that he has auto scaling there, because that's something that Adobe still doesn't do with Adobe cloud. Yeah, with Adobe yeah. Commerce Cloud, a hundred percent. So, like through auto scaling. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't, you know, I know some people have uh, different types of auto scaling, and then you know, it's like it's one of these buzzwords where some people are like, "Yeah, we have auto scaling. Just email us and ask us to set up a new thing whenever you're expecting a surge." Yeah. It's like <laughs> that's not auto scaling. Um, and then you go to 20 server nodes and they never scale back down. And then when you need yeah. it for, for just one totally. occasion, you scale up to 40 and you never scale down. <laughs> totally. So my understanding, and, and I don't know how this stuff all works, is that he has it nailed. That He's been doing this for five years. He has some really decent sized clients on it. 
Um, and one of the things that we're going to start to do with, with, actually, we already started. I did my first one on Friday is we're doing these live sessions where we're calling them APIs and IPAs. Um, PJ, Peter Yap came up with the name, but we're going to do you like IPAs. Uh, so, so this is sort of the funny thing about it is I, I have zero interest in IPAs or any, any beer that's fancy. I'm a Bud Light guy. But um, but I'm a Bud Light and a rum and Coke guy. So here's the here's the rum. But um, but uh, but I just like the name of it. So I like it so, too. So we did our first one on Friday. Alexander Buch um, out of Germany talked a little bit about a Magento one. Um, uh, uh, BEM CSS methodology thing that he did. We had about seven eight uh, people in there. We drank some beers, we talked some That's tech nice. and then, and yeah, it was fun. So he's going to do one. We actually have it scheduled on Mapia. Uh, he's got that coming up, I think in a week or two. So that'll be a good place to, um, to get into the, Is that the, the name details. of the product Mapia? Mapia. Yeah. I keep telling him it's a horrible name. It's M A P P I A. I don't, I'm sure there's some deep meaning of the name tied into how Kubernetes works and stuff like that. But um, it's it's um, it's Mapia, and he sent me the website. He he doesn't really have. It's just a placeholder website. He needs to work on that. He didn't want me sharing the website URL yet. But um, okay. But if you want to know more about it, you should get go to graycore.io and contact them. And that's Graycore with an A, not with an E. Yes. So that's American yes. Gray, right? Is UK the honestly Grays with an e? I can. I can never keep, yes, I think that's American gray. I'm not, I, I have not been known to be a spelling expert in any language, but, um, <laughs> I think, I think that's it. Um, so Mapia. Yeah, I think it's neat. Okay. Mapia. Yeah. So what are you working on these days? Willem? I've given my huge promo advertisement, so let's, um, let's, let's move it over to you for a minute. I'm uh, I'm a little bit involved in uh, everything that's going on on uh, MajorOS, and uh, some exciting news there. Last week was that they finally founded the organization in Poland. That's um, right. So that means uh, we can finally have some financial streams going in and out of the organization, and because um, we're we were paying some things out of our own pockets uh, so far. Um, but now we can get some backing into the organization and start to set up also membership fee and such. Um, so MajorOS is, is the organization. We started out with Mosca, <laughs> Magento Open Source Community Alliance that, that that's right. turned into MajorOS. So that's uh, Magento Open Source, um, which is... That's a, which is um, that's a better name. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mosca also has a... You still like uh, Mosca. You still wish it was Mosca. No, no, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, You're all I'm in. more than good with major West, but uh, it was funny that Mosca means, uh, uh mosquito in Spanish. Yeah. It kind of gave, uh, in my head, it was a bit like this annoying, yeah, this yeah, annoying yeah, thing yeah. buzzing yeah, around yeah. that, yeah. that, uh, was, um, influencing That's people. Fun. That's kind of fun. Um, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, major West, um, uh, currently. So mage-os.org is the website and uh, does the content that we have there is growing. Um, so far we've built a, a distribution, a, a copy of Magento open source, just to uh, learn how the deployment mechanism works that, that Magento has to, or Adobe has to turn this GitHub repo, this big monolithic uh, GitHub repository, turn that into an actual composer distribution and packages. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something that uh, uh, Finai has been working on together with uh, Daniel Slove and Damien has been helping there. Uh, Anton Siniok from the One Step Checkouts has been uh, very active there. Um, yeah. And um, now the plan is to start building our own distribution where we start adding our own features and bug fixes and, uh, and accept merch requests there, which That's is um, so exciting. Now, are you yeah, going one of, to, one, are you, uh, sorry, are you going to 
um, as far as the way this is going to be structured, are you going to have a base distribution that still maps to Magento's and then you're going to have a layer yeah. on top of that in the form of separate yeah, uh, that's extensions why we first or built... packages? Yeah, that's why we first built the, the, the fork, so to say. So that's an identical copy to Magento open source. And uh, that's uh, not really a fork. The... That's a that's that's like a distribution because it's identical. Not yet. No, well, so well, a fork is a, is or a, a mirror. Copy. It's a it's a... a mirror. Yeah, it's a mirror. Yeah, a mirror. OK, that's right. That's that's a better term. Yeah. So we have a mirror distribution. That's an exact copy of Magento open source. And the cool thing is that we we generate the new releases now also with a nightly edition. So that fixes the issue that, that people don't have access to uh, Dude, new I'm releases so before they come out. This, man. Yeah, I love it. And then the next step is that on top of that, so we keep everything in sync uh, and we keep uh, rebasing, rebasing to upstream um, so that we always stay compatible with, with the official Magento repository for as long as, that, as we can make that work. Um, and then we can start planning out um, architectural changes, uh, extra packages that we want to put on top of that. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe making Luma uh, an uh, optional package uh, so that you can install Magento with just GraphQL uh, or with just Luma or without a front end. And then you could put Huva on top of that, for example. So um, oh, that's so cool, man. And that would solve some of the dependency issues and some of the performance issues. If, you, if you're running a headless front-end only, then you don't need the Luma packages that only slow stuff down. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing three or four, four meetings a week um, on major OS uh, that are each is, <laughs> uh, at least an hour long. So that, that really takes up a chunk of my, uh, my work time. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, one of those meetings is a, is a, is a content, content committee, so to say, where we're working on Magento content for merchants. Uh, we're trying to collaborate with, uh, the Magento association there. Uh, mm. possibly we're going to donate that as a, as a ready-made website with content so that, uh, mm. the Magento association can take ownership over that. Um, nice. Would be nice because then we can use some official Magento logos there as well, as they are holding a nice. uh, a trademark or, or they have the rights to use the Magento logo uh, on mm -hmm. the website. Mm -hmm. um, and then on, beside that, there's quite a lot of Magento Association meetings now that uh, I and two other uh, people have joined the, the board, so uh, we're um, we're getting up to date there. Um, and we've normally they they always had one meeting a month, which is just crazy little if you want to achieve anything. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, we're now having two per month, but uh, there's there's some extra small meetings we have in between just to get mm -hmm. things up to speed and see who's going to mm -hmm. take ownership over what particular committee that runs within the association. So that could be events or content or the podcast or. Um, all different, all different things are happening there, and uh, we're working on how we can streamline communication because I think that's the most important thing that's that's lacking right now at the association um, is uh, communication of, of what is happening on the inside. And uh, yeah. there's a lot of islands between all of these committees where community members are working, uh, and they don't know that much about what others are doing in other committees. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that I want to reevaluate is the current website that's being used, uh, this, the, the platform that's being used for the Magento mm -hmm. Association website, mm -hmm. um, because that's being maintained by the external party and it, everything that needs to be changed there takes a long mm -hmm. time and everything costs money. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, we yeah, could just that move be, that, that to a WordPress site. Weight. Yeah, yeah, that should be yeah. something lighter weight. Yeah. Just have like 100%. five, five, uh, uh, content editors that are approved yep. to make changes yep. Yep. and then take any contribution from community to, to, uh, to change pages and, uh, and have that reviewed and merged, uh, yep. in some way. hundred percent. Yep. That makes a lot um, of sense. 
Yeah, and we're having meetings with Adobe about the Magento branding. Uh, apparently, there's a plan in the making how how Adobe wants to continue communicating the Magento brand, uh, which currently isn't that clear. We see a lot mm -hmm. of different communication coming out of Adobe from different departments, and it's not mm -hmm. just it's not just one. And it's not not one guideline that tells Adobe employees yeah. in yeah. what way they should communicate the Magento brand. So currently, yeah. if you go to magento.com, you're redirected to an Adobe page that says Magento is now Adobe Commerce, and that right. has really angered me um, because it's it's false. And even if I talk directly to Adobe people and especially the decision makers, they are like. Yeah, that's not the that's not the right communication. That's not the right wording. More um, accurate thing is that Majobi, Mado, uh, Magento Commerce Edition is now yeah. Adobe Commerce Edition. Mm -hmm. So I could understand the the the, the mix up there. Um, but, yeah, and the issue but, there is yeah. that the organization Adobe is such a big organization. They have a content department oh, yeah. and a marketing yeah, yeah, department. Yeah, yeah. And they, they get assigned to update a page and they're like, oh yeah, so uh, I, I read that Magento is now Adobe Commerce. And they put it there and then <laughs> and then if you yeah. want to get that changed again, you need to go through 10 layers. Me as a community member, a Magento community member, need to go through 10, 10, 10 different shackles in a chain to reach yeah. that content department. And then they're like, well, I'm not sure if that's actually, <laughs> I've read this document that says, that Magento no longer is called that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's difficult. But they're, they're working on a plan to do that better and work more with the community together. Um, we're working on on um, uh, a better format to for the maintenance of Magento open source for uh, pull requests on the official Magento repository to um, to get more influence from the community to get things changed in Magento core. Um, which is um, which is looking promising. So uh, it's not going to be the Magento LTS SDS that that we've been um, that was a plan, a concept that we worked on mm -hmm. for a long time, uh, especially mm -hmm. together with uh, Eric Oway. And mm -hmm. um, at the time that he left, it also became clear that uh, not every department in Adobe signed off on that plan, and um, ah, eventually sure. they decided to. Um, um, to focus on improving the workflow of contributions and and uh, um, giving more ownership to the community over the product in a different way than having two versions. They basically said, if it's so hard for us to maintain one version of Magento together with the community, then we're going to make it even more complicated if we're going to have two versions of Magento and then mm -hmm. find a way to to uh, to do that well. So they said, let's just focus on one version of the product. Um, Honestly, that makes sense so, to me. I know I still don't completely understand the short-term and long-term thing. I know you tried explaining it to me once, but it that makes sense to me. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, in the end, it, the, um, it, in the end, it all boils down to what the vision is that Adobe currently has for open source. And that's mm -hmm. what I want to get on the table. I, I want to see. I, I could venture a guess, but I, but uh, <laughs> I think I think I've thrown enough grenades this month. I'm going I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, to hold it I, I, I want to get a, a, as clear as possible picture of what Adobe wants to invest in open source and community and what the decisions are that they want to make on, on that product and see how we can move forward together uh, between the community and Adobe. And um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a challenge for them to really oversee the big picture of community and the ecosystem and all of the actors that are like the whole hosting, extension vendor, payment providers, all of the SaaS providers, the agencies, the merchants, the pictures, it's such a big picture to paint and to mm -hmm. make them understand what, what the total value of that ecosystem is to Adobe mm -hmm. and then how that could translate into um, growth of the Adobe commerce products. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, 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 it requires a, a, a good understanding and, and connection with the community 
from Adobe and, mm -hmm. and all of the people that really had that connection with the community, talking about Ben Marks and Eric Irway, Eric Irway. a lot of other, yeah. a lot of architects that, that were in touch with the community that left, um, Sherry Rowe to move to the background, um, uh, you what know, is her, uh, Piotr... what is her role now? I'm, I was actually Sherry. Uh, Sherry enough. moved to developer relationships uh, more uh, Adobe wide, so she does that for um, uh, for multiple Adobe products. Got it. Okay. Um, Got it. So um, yeah, she moved a little bit more. Well, a little bit. She moved away from the the Magento product and from uh, commerce. Yeah. From commerce, yeah, and uh, more into uh, the other products at Adobe uh, Office. Got but, it. That um, makes sense. She's still uh, um, she's still active in um, in um, keeping keeping a finger on the on on the pulse on the pulse <laughs> with yeah. with her colleagues at Adobe, seeing what's going on and giving them advice on how to uh, collaborate with the community so um, yeah i yeah, think yeah, she's yeah. she's still somewhat involved in the background but um mm -hmm. uh, yeah that um but yeah uh, a lot of the the key figures that we knew from the conferences and uh, and and social media they they're no longer in that in that role at adobe so yeah, um, yeah. It's hard to, uh, to, it's a, to it's an convey evolving, a message now it's it's an evolving landscape on the mm -hmm. Adobe side of things. Yeah. yeah. And there's always, there's always new people coming to fill the spots if, if someone changes positions. And it's just, it's the nature of an organization like Adobe. People are more focused yeah. on, on, on their career path and they fulfill certain role. And then they get this really good opportunity at another company and they feel like they, they're up to a new challenge and want to have a change of, of scenery. Um, and that makes yep. sense, but it's harder for us as a community. I mean, we're we're here and we're staying here. We've yeah, been doing exactly. Magenta stuff for more than ten years. <laughs> yeah. And even if we do a career switch, it's likely that we still keep doing Magenta yep. stuff. So we we we're still here. And well, this um, is, we. I mean, this is what's so cool about Mage OS is that it's 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 giving all of the long timers in the community a place to really put efforts. Um, and, and like you said, hopefully this can all be one, one big happy family collaboration with, um, with, uh, Adobe and everything. And, um, that'd be, I that'd really be the see best for everybody. Yeah. I really see it as a playground currently where we can kind of explore in what way we want to work with the Magento product and just see if we have the space to just innovate and do have total control over the product what happens mm -hmm. and then kind of use that as an inspiration. Um, it's hard to define now towards uh, yeah. Adobe to say like, well, if you allow us to, to do more with the product, you will get this and this and this and this, that will be the result of that. We don't yeah. have like a real, real tangible, real something you can really tell them, this is the value that we will give to the product if yeah. you allow us to. Yeah. And um, by the way, as this progresses, let's say fast forward six months, you start to get some of those uh, additional features or additional improvements in the uh, fork layer. I'm not. I'm probably using that word wrong, but in the in the in the as you start to build out this section of code that is different from the mirror, and then as you start to get some traction from merchants or other areas in the community, then the conversation completely changes from. Oh, can you do, can you please do this for us to, Hey, here's a feature that's valuable. Do you guys want it for free? It's battle like, tested. It's being used it's by battle. people. And then it has independent, once it has independent traction and once you get a, a merchant that's on their radar that, um, that cares about that and asks them about that, that's where the, the, the entire dynamic completely changes to where they go. Yeah, that, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. Um, and so I, I it's, it, you know, it's funny. It's, it's actually historic because the Magento community has been talking about a fork forever. Right. And there've been different attempts at a fork and they've essentially, none of them have really gone anywhere. Um, for, I mean, for, you know, all intents and purposes. So the fact that this is actually happening is, is pretty cool. I mean, 
um, just from a historical standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one of, one of the focuses that I've added to the mix now, like we, we, we started very European centered because we just, I mean, you know, the time difference between just us two is so complicated to schedule things. Yeah. Um, if you have three time zones, I now see with the Magento Association, we have people from Asia, Europe, and America. Yeah, it's um, impossible. That means the only time that I can do meetings with the association where everyone is in daytime is for me is half past five uh, in the evening. Um, mm -hmm. Then we can have one and a half hour while we can talk while um, yeah. America has their morning and Asia has their evening. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's the only time that we can schedule Crazy. calls now. Um, yeah. and with major West, we just, we went for, for, for velocity so we can get things, we can achieve things fast. Yep. Um, and then we started to include people from more, uh, from the Americas. Um, so then we needed to move our meetings to the end of the day so that it's the morning for the U S uh, mm. and now I'm, I'm really trying to find ways how we can reach all of the other areas like uh, South America, uh, people from yeah. Asia, uh, try yeah. to, to that's, uh, include more that's diversity. Awesome. I was actually talking um, to somebody in South America about this, who is a, you know, community oriented um, person that um, was asking, you know, Hey, are you getting involved? And you know, they were saying, well, you know, you don't really have any, any representation from Latin America at the moment on the, on the thing. And so um, I was thinking that would be, um, you know, and, and, and I'm all about, hey, you got you to gotta get started where it makes sense. It's in Europe. Awesome. You guys are getting things going. But as you start branching out, um, you know, I was to say, get, get somebody like that. Or obviously, there's a number of people who could, who could fill that role, um, whatever it looks like. If it's not on the actual board, or I don't know how the board is structured, but if you can get people like that to get a little bit involved and have some visibility. I think, I think that's exactly what you already said that you're, that you're working to do, yeah. but I think that will make it's people mostly in the messaging ownership. Yeah. It's mostly in the messaging to, to really, um, invite people in. I mean, I've, uh, so many things that we do are completely open and mm -hmm. we're, I think the most transparent organization currently out there in the community. Um, 100%. But you can, yeah. you can just, you can join our, our discord. It's uh, chat.majors.org. Um, you can see uh, when the meetings are happening. So we announce all the content meetings and the technical meeting. We announce those on discord with the link. Anyone can join and listen in and share their ideas. Um, anyone can pick up a task on this distribution and the, the mirror that we're building. Um, but it, uh, I mean, to get involved with a community, you need to like step in and get involved. We, mm -hmm. we can't really, mm -hmm. I, I can't pull you in to feel engaged with us because you need to, it's like at a conference, the Pac-Man uh, Pac principle, yes. you stand in a circle and you keep the circle open so that anyone that is interested can join, they can join the conversation and then they become part of it. But, yeah. So we're not, MHOS is not like a closed circle. It's very yeah. much open, but uh, it, it depends on the person that wants to join to step into that circle and just start totally. listening in. And then as soon as they feel like I have something, I have something to ask or something to, to contribute yeah. here. Um, that's how you, I mean, I, I didn't really get into the community, really got the feeling that I became part of the Magento community until I did my first hackathon. Yeah. Uh, I went to a lot of conferences and I, I listened to people and I met some people, but it was hard to connect. And then the first time I did a hackathon uh, was especially Peter Jaap from Argentus, who really made me feel part of, of their little team and, um, and invited me in. And from there, I started to feel part of the community. Yeah. And a hundred percent. I agree there. I think that for, so uh, particularly if there are people that have been longtime contributors in the community and for whatever reason they haven't had the reason to get involved in Mage OS, they've just been busy with work, they've been whatever. I think that, and I think I, this is where I'm starting to see what my role can be with this whole community building thing is to, it could be as simple as being like, hey, you know, here's somebody in Latin America that's been an active contributor for a long time. How can we plug them in? What's a, what's a low hanging fruit 
where we can say, hey, uh, it could be as simple as maybe there's localization stuff that you guys want to do and say, hey, let's just make this person, assuming that they have a little bit of time, they can dedicate to it. Like here's somebody that would make sense to plug in doing localization or, um, you know, some, some, some minimal level of, uh, I guess the way I think of it is what is the, what's the minimal level? Let's say we want to say, let's say we want to add a, a Latin America representative uh, today, right? What's the lowest, everybody's busy, right? Everybody, they may not have a specific thing that they want to go do a pull request for or whatever, but what is the lowest hanging fruit where we can say, hey, can you commit an hour a month? Can you commit an hour a quarter to do X? X could be as simple as, I'm going to talk about it on social media. It could be as simple as, add me to the website. And if there's anybody in Latin America who now they have a friendly face, now they have a point of contact. Um, it could be as I think as, and then as they see representation from their neck of the woods on the website or whatever the official thing is, then I think that'll help to build traction. Um, mm -hmm. In addition to all of the other ways that you currently have to build traction. It's so. I've also been thinking it's so hard to classify what what a community member means like mm -hmm. when are you when it's a feeling the the, mm -hmm. the only thing like you making 100%. someone feel like they belong and they are part 100%. of something yeah. do they need to contribute for that no but but how how can you make them feel belong belonging if they if they don't interact or if they don't join join the discord or join the slack or join the conversation then it's really hard to really to, to get it, get a feeling of if people feel included or not. Um, and when I, when I had this particular conversation, I could tell it was a feeling thing. It was a, it's like, oh, so what, what do you think about MageOS? Because I generally feel like everybody is super excited about MageOS. And, um, and then it was like, oh, well, you know, there's nobody from Latin America on the thing. It's all Europe. And I could tell, and I understand the reasons why that's the case. And I think what you guys are doing to bootstrap it is fantastic. But I also could understand the feeling, the subjective feeling somebody might have who's been active in Magento for a decade that goes, well, like, like there's nobody there, right? And, and so I, I'm just saying, what's the simplest way we can add people there from different places um, and, and uh, that's, but I, I agree with you. It's a subjective thing, right? Like you have a very clear objective path. If you want to get involved, get involved. There's no barriers. There's no nothing. Just go for it. Um, yeah. But I think there, there, there's a, there's a feeling that people have if they're not, if they're not invited in, right? Like I think if somebody's been active in Magento for a long time, they care about it. It matters to them. Let's invite them in. Let's just invite them in whatever that means. And I can literally be the person to do that. I can figure out how to invite them in, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's something I've been thinking about for a while now. What if we can organize certain, certain meetings or, uh, actually ever since I, I mentioned this, uh, at major OS, uh, Finai has been live streaming all of his work he does in the weekends. He usually works, on MageOS on Sunday. And that's then so cool. uh, in Discord, he, there's this water cooler where you can just, um, which is basically a chat room. Mm -hmm. And um, he usually tweets like, oh yeah, I'm now live coding and uh, join, join and uh, and talk with me, see what I'm doing. Cool. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's hard to get, to get cool. connected with people that that you're not connected with yet. Like we can tweet, Hey, please join us discord. But then if someone doesn't feel personally invited and I don't know who that person is, how do I reach well, I'm that? Just saying so that's I can I'm just saying I can literally do that. Like that can be my little way of helping out is if mm -hmm. to the extent that you care about my feedback on it, I can say, Hey, here's somebody let's plug them in. Let's do it in a way that's really easy and simple and doesn't require anybody's time. And I think will help. I think will help the build traction in different 
Yeah, I would, I would just love seeing new faces on these meetings that we have on the content and the tech uh, meetings that we have. Um, we're working on the diversity and inclusion thing. I think Finai wrote a blog post that's going to re be released this week. Chin mm -hmm. uh, Lan from One Step Checkout, she, um, she's been working that with Finai. Um, so um, that's a plan. There's a plan there to see how we can include more people. Um, it's one of the reasons I'm also very excited about New York is because I know a lot of people from uh, Latin America and uh, Asia will be coming there that I've never seen in person yet. So, um, yeah, I want to brainstorm with them. Like what people like Vijay Kolani, uh, who has so much connections, um, with, uh, with the community in Asia, uh, what his ideas are, how we can, how we can get, get people from, um, from those regions involved. Totally, so it's, yeah, it's not unwillingness, but yeah, how. <laughs> it's it's and just I'm not difficult. Saying, it's no, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying it's 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 unwillingness by any stretch. Everybody's busy. You're stretched to the max. Everybody's everybody's doing a bunch of stuff, uh, and we can talk more about it offline. I, I basically mm -hmm. um, uh, have some, you know, I think that, and I think it'll continue to happen. But I'm just, I have some ideas that I think could accelerate it. Um, speaking of New York, the official Mage Talk. Me, I, I think this might be the second ever Mage Talk meetup. I think we did one at Imagine. It was pretty fun back a few years ago. Um, got in a little bit of trouble because we overlapped with some other official Imagine <laughs> stuff, but that's okay. Um, so we have 40, like 41 people of RSVP'd. And, um, and so and you can you check got the, anxious? Did I get anxious? I got a little, I guess I did get a little. If I don't think about well, it, I don't get anxious. If I think about it, you know, are we getting kicked out? Maybe, who knows, who cares? It'll be fun if, if we get kicked out or if we don't get kicked out of the of the bar where we're at. Um, yeah, so we we might be moving to a different location that, uh, that can um, accommodate more than 40 people. Yeah, um, we'll link to the LinkedIn event, and you can find the location there. So we'll figure that out. We I didn't know if we'd have three people RSVP or what, but so when we went over forty, I was like, okay, all right, good times. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll probably get a bit more than that, even uh, as the events grows nearer. I think so, man. I think so. So that's going to be, be fun, fun for sure. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited about New York. How a lot of major you, West people way? will be represented. Are you like Sorry? six foot five? How tall are you? I keep imagining what it's going to be like to meet you in person. I can't tell you in American. I can tell you in, <laughs> in European. Tell me in European. <laughs> Meters. One meter 98. Ah, okay. Okay, so you're almost, okay, so you're tall. Almost okay. two meters. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Cool. I was imagining you towering over me in person. I, ca I can adjust. <laughs> I won't look down on you. But um, yeah, we, we have four or five people from HOS uh, joining the, the meetup as well. And um, there's going to be four people, including me from the association. So that's Holy also crap, very good. Dude, are and you I... like six foot four? Dude, you're a if giant. That's one meter 98. You're a giant Viking, dude. Holy Six cow. foot four, two centimeters. You're taller than six four. You're like six five. Dude, you're like, this is madness. Six six. Six foot six. Holy crap. <laughs> you're giant, bro. <laughs> like you could be a you could be a basketball player. You look so regular I, height on Zoom on uh, on Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, we have uh, Slava, uh, Vatsal, me, and Danny uh, from the association all coming to the meetup as well. Uh, so I think we can have a really good conversation between 
the different organizations and the community there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Let's make some plans for uh, the best World possible. World domination. Yeah, and the best possible future for uh, Magento Open Source between us, the community, us as the community, and Adobe. And the Mage Board Yacht Club. Don't forget about the Mage Board Yacht Club, please. Yeah. got to keep that in the mix, <laughs> if at all possible. I have kids to feed. Do it for the kids. Do it for the children. <laughs> um, Good. Um, all right. Let's wrap this up, shall yeah. we? Let's do that. And we have one coming up that's going to be focused on Magento extensions. Oh, yes. Right? An episode. Yeah. We, we talked to P, P, PJ, Peter Yap, about Peter doing Yap. that. Yep. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Um, so we'll see when we'll get that scheduled in. Um, so, yeah. Good times. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Bye.